Hey, Pastor's Wives, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, and I am super excited about this one because I have invited my pastor, who is my husband, uh, to this episode, and I'm so excited that he's here with me, but the reason that I invited him on the podcast, well, I've actually always been planning to do that at some point, but last week was Resurrection Sunday, the Super Bowl Sunday of the church year. And I made an absolutely huge mistake that I knew the moment that I did it. Um, and I was thinking about it all that day. I apologize for it. We'll get. It, we'll talk about it later in the podcast. But it got me to thinking all day about it. And I realized that this was a great topic for the podcast. And I asked him to come on and give us some ways that we can support and encourage our pastor husband. So, Dwayne Garner. Jackie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Pastors Wives, thank you for letting me come and talk for a couple minutes. I'm excited about it. This is a great, great thing that you guys are doing. So uh, here I am. Okay, well, that, Ask was, away. that was encouraging to us. So first of all, they haven't totally heard all of my story about, so just like I would ask any pastor's wife that comes on, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and what your role is at the church? Uh, okay, my name is Dwayne, and I am the husband of Jackie, and that really solves everything right there. Whatever. Answers everything. Um, no, I'm, we started off as children's pastors uh, pretty much after, right after we were married. We went into ministry, became pastors, and then we worked as children's pastors, youth pastors, associate pastors, small group pastors, and now we're working as lead pastors. So I've uh, been here five and a half years, and... Uh, uh, working with you is the best time of my life, 100%. And I mean that, too. I know I'm smiling, but I actually mean it. We're sitting in the same room, <laughs> and I don't know if this is going to work out for this podcast because it's really awkward. And um, anyway, so he's here, and I, I shared at the last podcast how I became the pastor's wife. So how did you become a pastor? Well, it's so funny because I, I never thought, thought I would be a pastor. I, I thought I would do something different, uh, play sports. Of course, every kid boy thinks they're going to be an athlete, professional athlete playing sports. Uh, then I thought, well, I'll uh, make money, be in business. And, uh, when I was in, when I was about 15 years old, a lady came up to me and uh, she said, you know, you're called to be a pastor. And then she kind of walked away and I thought, well, that's not what I want to do. I've seen what pastors drive. I want a better car than that and live in a bigger house than that. And uh, when uh, God kind of finally got a hold of me and said, no, this is what you're going to do. So, and then as soon as I had agreed that this is what I was going to do, I was going to follow the calling. He showed me you. And uh, then I had to convince you that I was the right guy. Yes. And I did. Or God did. It was God. It was God all God. God told me to marry a pastor. You're the only <laughs> one I knew. So there you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all you need to know is one. And how many years later? That is going on 29 years. Oh my gosh. I get this wrong all the time. No. No. It's going on 28 years. Yes, we'll be married 28 years. So I know the date. 29 years. October 21st. That we each other. 1989. I know that. Okay. Good yes. job, buddy. All right. <laughs> Can I have a Hershey kiss? <laughs> no. She has Hershey Hershey kisses kisses right here next to you us. You are not supposed to tell my secrets. And uh, um, and I'm waiting for her to hand one over. I here. will not be inviting you back. <laughs> okay, so we want to talk about how I I'm. This is kind of dangerous because I glanced quickly at the notes that he gave me, and I didn't. I just I don't know what I was even looking for. I can't remember what any of them said. 
Um, so this is his opportunity to tell me. He's probably speaking to me this directly. All to you. Um, and maybe you don't need to hear any of this, those of you who are listening to the podcast. So he has um, a license to um, just say whatever he wants right now. So I am going to be taking notes right along with you because I'm sure that he's speaking out of his heart and speaking directly to me because he's a great pastor, but I'm not always the best pastor's wife. So uh, anyway. You're all right. You do a pretty good job. You know. So the question was, you asked me, you said, tell me what a uh, pastor's wife what she can, how she can support you, and uh, no. or how I can feel supported by you, yes, by a pastor, you, you as pastor's wife. So, um, I thought I would just wing it, and then I realized that's not how you do anything. No, that you are a notes. You got to have notes. So I went ahead and typed up some notes and sent them to you. And uh, in a so, text, he texts me I his, his list. <laughs> So, Even though we're sitting in the same house. So um, it, it, I sat down I started thinking about it today because I was uh, out after church. I had to go. Um, I didn't have to, but I went and prayed with the family. And you got to. Got to. That's what it was because we get to do ministry. And so uh, on the way back, coming from there, I started thinking about some of these things. And I realized there are a, there's, there's a lot. There's, it's a big list. So I kind of narrowed it down to a couple of things, and uh, and I thought we'd just talk and about. And a couple this. of things is um, that is pastoral exaggeration, right? It's because more he really than a means eleven. That's right. So there are eleven things, but I could come up with a lot more. And that's uh, okay because my podcast two podcasts ago was, or my episode was, eleven things I love about being a pastor's so wife. So it's eleven. This is eleven. So thing. I guess eleven, 11 is the 11 number. Things. Okay, and you know some of the some pastors are are a lot more understanding of what each number means so 11 means something it means something amazing it apparently. does yeah and, and you'll probably get an email Maybe. telling you exactly what that is so here's the first thing that i wrote of course it's spiritual because um, everything we do is spiritual it's all based on you know who god is our relationship with god um you can't take the spiritual side so i i, I left this at number one and it's pray for and releasing the word over your husband I think that's so important um, because there are so many times when we don't feel like we have the support, especially the spiritual support. You know, you're um, you're discussing things with your church board, you're working with your church staff, um, you're developing ministry, you're you're developing leaders, all of these things, and you feel like often you're the only one praying. Um, and so the uh, the value of knowing that you've got a person that is praying and not only praying for you, but I think the power of speaking the word over you. You know, and allowing that word to, to be released over you is absolutely amazing. So um, praying for me and releasing the word over me. Um, and then the second thing I wrote was the, uh, you want me to go through these in order? Yes, I have no comment okay, on that Okay, you one. can comment anytime. Okay, but they're not in any specific order. They're not. This You're, is not number so, one, number two, number three. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe are, that first one. That first one's probably the most I think it's one. the one you have to put at the top. Okay. I mean, but really the, all the rest of these are pretty random. They are. They, they really are. They're just things that, that as I was just thinking through it, they just kind of popped up in my head. Um, one thing that I, I love about Jackie is that she's always pushing me to grow spiritually because she has a spiritual growth uh, pattern in her own life. And so we often will sit down and talk about what we're getting out of the Word and how it's sharpening us and what it means to us. And what's interesting is that we often... Um, we often will preach to each other and we'll sit down and we'll start talking about a topic or talk about something specific or talk about, you know, just something going on in our lives. And before you know it, we've started preaching to each other. And I love that because uh, she encourages my spiritual growth. And so I can go to her and always find out what book she's reading. Uh, I can go to her. And so she's constantly challenging me in my spiritual life. Um, there's so much um, church growth books that I can get um, 
occupied with, and I can find so much of my time being filled with church growth books. But church growth really is the minor thing if I'm not spiritually growing. And so I think that's huge for a pastor's wife to encourage their husbands to spiritually grow. You know, what what is what is God showing you? What is how's God speaking to your life? So I put that. Um, and then I have the positive things. I'm a super positive person. So Jackie is all truth truth driven. I'm all grace driven. So it, when the kids had a problem or they were working through something, um, very seldom did they want truth. They always wanted grace. And so that's just kind of how it worked. Jackie is 100% truth. So um, I wrote this down. This is not towards her or anything. This is just something I thought of. 10 positive to one negative. And um, in other words, you know, um, be willing to speak lots and lots of positives. I'm pretty sure this is totally directed at me. No, 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 no. No, I'm pretty sure it is. But tell us, tell me, tell everybody about that Easter Sunday moment. So we had four services um, over Saturday and Sunday. We had a Saturday night service and we had three on Sunday. And I think it was after our first Sunday morning service. I walked into his office where he's standing there and I, I, I didn't, it wasn't directed at him. It was just something that happened in the service that I did not like. And um, let, for the record, I w- I'm right about it. And he agrees that I'm right about it. So I am right. That's, hey, you are right. There's no question about it. Okay. <laughs> but there was just a, an aspect of the service did not go exactly. well. Yeah. And I walked into the office because I am, now see, I forget, well, I haven't forgotten about this because I've been thinking about this specifically all week. I'm somebody who gets, really fired up in the moment and then I move on. So I don't hold on to grudges and unforgiveness and usually I've forgotten this thing I have forgotten though. But anyway, I just needed to get off my chest. And so I wasn't even thinking about him having to preach two more services and I walked right into the office and I was like, that was, that was terrible. Did you not, did you, that was awful. And he just looked at me and he said, I know. Now, for those of you listening who know my husband, he is not like that. He never gets snippy, ever. But I was it, snippy. He was pretty snippy yep, that day. I so I knew, I mean, I knew really as soon as it started coming out of my mouth and I saw the look on his face that I, it, I needed to shut up. And I just kept talking and I completed what my thoughts were. And I knew because of his, I know. He was snippy, and my husband just never, ever, ever gets snippy. I get snippy frequently, but he does not. So I knew, I really knew that I messed up by the look on his face and the tone in his voice. So that tells me a lot. What? That means that <laughs> if I get snippy, you respond. Whatever. So you don't get I'm, snippy. Put, I'm putting this into uh, my communication mechanism so when I need to really communicate no, something No, I already you. knew before you got snippy. <laughs> I might get a little snippy. I just knew the level of if badness. I snappy, that I, the, you're in serious trouble. The level of bad no-no I, I had just committed. Yeah. Easter Sunday, people got saved. Lives were changed. They were. We, we, they, we, it was record-breaking Sunday for us. So uh, but it was it, great. It was. And, you know, sometimes it's um, understanding those moments. Uh, you know, you worked really hard, and you know when it goes bad. You know when it goes bad. And uh, being able to kind of recognize that he probably already knows. You're not giving him. And to be able to say, wasn't it great that these people got saved? Or wasn't it great that this happened? And find the positive because usually um, we already know the negative. We're, we're, we're figured that one out already. So here's what I sit, wrote down next. Um, and this is kind of almost like a little sentence or two. Um, and so hopefully it makes sense to you. Love him when he's quiet. Uh, 
Well, let me explain that to you. You know, um, pastors, we spend so much time talking to people on the phone, um, counseling. You do so much counseling. You do all of this communication. Everything you do is communication from staff meetings uh, to, uh, to, to specific meetings with, your, with different staff, elders, you know, all that stuff, small group leaders, uh, discipleship process, small groups that you're doing, all different things. And there are times when the pastor just kind of shuts down a little bit. And um, I think sometimes it's understanding that the pastor spends so much time speaking and, and counseling that he it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that he actually, at that moment, is empty. There just isn't any more to give. Yeah. And so there's a there's an emptiness there. And it doesn't mean that I, do, I don't care or a pastor doesn't care. It really comes it means that I'm just kind of empty right now. Let me let me kind of fill back up again, re 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 uh, build that up a little bit. So uh, there are times when that that you know there's that quietness, and you're like, oh, does he really care? You know, is my husband gives out everybody else, and he doesn't have time for me. Just uh, being able to recharge, and if and if there's a pastor's wife, you know, encourage your husband to figure out how to recharge. What are some things that he can do to recharge? I think that thing, I think um, from what I've seen in pastors' wives groups, that. That's a hard thing for some pastors mm-hmm. to do, is to to switch gears and to relax. It is. It is. It, it is because um, you feel guilty. Uh, there's so much guilt and condemnation that that the enemy puts on ministry leaders. Uh, you feel guilty because you didn't do enough for the church. You feel guilty because you didn't visit the right people. You feel guilty because you didn't make a certain amount of phone calls. So there's so much guilt and condemnation that the enemy puts on you. Um, I think there's got to be some place that you can kind of unwind that and hear the voice of God um, and that encouragement to to understand that, hey, listen, he's empty right now. Let him recharge a little bit. you know. Uh, but on the flip side of that is um, don't isolate yourself. You know, don't go and say, Wait, I'm gonna, who's, who's not isolating? The pastor sometimes. Okay. We isolate ourselves where it's natural for us to go watch television and go find some sort of thing to, to separate ourselves and isolate ourselves. And it's okay to recharge, but be careful that you're not isolating Okay, you're yourself. not talking to pastors. I'm so. not. I know. I know. <laughs> this is way easier for me to tell pastors, you know, of all the years we've been doing this, talking to the pastor's wife. So, okay, you, so how do you like to recharge? What's the best? I mean, not that's not going to be every husband, but right. what about you? You know, I you like to watch basketball and football. I love that. I and love you like things. He likes to watch NASCAR, and I say that in quotes because <laughs> that watching means something NASCAR in our house. means he's taking a, he's, he's sleeping in it's there. It's the he most boring really thing to watch NASCAR. and it puts me to sleep so so yeah, yeah. When the the joke in the house is that uh that dad or Dwayne is watching nascar in other words he's taking a nap because there the might couch. not even be a race on right then <laughs> you know i think everybody's different for me uh recharging is uh just refocusing it could be we've got a nice little pond out by the uh, uh on the back of the yard and going fishing for a few minutes you know just going sitting outside on the patio you know i love to be outside yep and just go sit on the patio and uh get a diet coke or something uh, just a cup of water, just and just relax. And maybe me not opening the door every five seconds to tell you something. That's okay. That's all right. It's <laughs> okay. And there's just that 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 just that that uh, breath. That that's Sunday afternoons. That's your favorite kind of it Sunday is. afternoon. It is. It really is. So I wrote this also down. Uh, lead with him. Uh, speak his heart, his attitude with your method. And I think that's super important. Is to is to be a leader. You know, um, don't just think that you're just there to support him only. Um, he needs a leader beside him, not a support behind him. Um, the church functions so much better when you are a pastor's wife, um, not the wife of the pastor. And so the difference between that is a wife of a pastor is solely living and breathing for the man of God. Um, and a pastor's wife 
is living and breathing with the man of God. Oh, and that's good. It is. Uh, that was that really was good. That was really good. You might want to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true because you and I, uh, you know, I think about the church when they hired us. You know, we told them, you're not just getting one person, you're getting both of us. And pastors want desperately, and any pastor that doesn't want that, man, I would love to sit down and have a heart okay, conversation. Okay, 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 okay. We're talking to the yes, wives. Yes, I know, We're I know. To the wives. So, but, but pastors want their wives to lead with them. They absolutely do. It doesn't mean you have to be a pastor. It doesn't mean you have to preach and, and do those things, but um, to really pastor with them, to see, to understand that you've got something good to say. You've got something to be a part of this. You have something to put into this, but you have to lead with him. But I wrote down, speak his heart with his attitude in your method. And those are important things because okay, if not... Okay, say that slower okay, for I'll me. Speak his heart, the pastor's heart. Okay. So in other words, what would he say? How would he oh, say Oh, when it? I speak to people. Right. How would he... What What would he say? Because at the end of the day, they're not going to see you as a pastor's wife. They're going to always judge your husband. Right. I Understand that. that. This always goes back to him. So uh, he there isn't that... Well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying, Jackie's having a bad day. No. We have we, our house is out of order. The pastor's not leading well enough. It all comes back, and we know that as pastors, we accept that that's the role that we take it on, you know. So, uh, but understanding that, hey, wait a second, I need to speak this, and I need to be this person. So, I, ja- the pastor's wife, needs to speak and be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. I'm just, I'm just double checking. Okay, it is. Before you go to, are you done with that point? Yeah, I am. Okay, um, but go you can back talk about and it. recap. Every the the points. Okay. Okay. Right now, that's great. At. Okay. First of all, uh, the first one was pray for and release the word over him, speaking the word of God over him. Uh, encourage a spiritual growth. I mean, really, you know. Um, okay, you don't have to say that. it again. Just give us the bullet uh, okay, points. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, encourage the spiritual growth. Ten positive for one negative. Um, love him when he's quiet, and lead with him. Speak his heart with his attitude. In his method, With, he's speaking to me right now because he wants no, to. No, I am not at but all. But I think when you say lead with him, um, generally speaking, God puts together people who are are opposite but complementary. Absolutely. For, for example, I'm grace and you're truth. I mean, I'm truth and you're grace. So we're very complementary that yeah. way. Together, we're really great. Um, but there, I'm very organized, and he is very anointed. Thank you very much for saying it that way. <laughs> That makes me feel good. See, that's a positive. I just took that as a positive. Okay, good. All right, so you only have nine more to go. So you have nine positives more to go. So you can just throw those out, and then I'll take one negative, okay? Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Let's go. Next. Okay, the next one is love the church. It's hard to lead something your wife hates. Can you, you've got to love this church. This is the call of the pastor. This is what he thinks about, this is what keeps him up at night, this is what um, motivates him, or this is what depresses him. <laughs> and, I, and, and I know a lot of pastors have, have walked through it, and pastors' wives, you guys have walked through places, and you're like, why are we here, God? What's our purpose here? But if you hate the church that you're ministering to right now, you hate the situation that you're in, no matter what's happened, um, your husband takes that on. And his responsibility is to try to help you to love it and like it. And uh, when that doesn't happen, he feels like he's failed. And um, if if he's fail if he feels like he's failing the church, if he feels like he's failing the board, if he feels like he's failing the community, and then he feels like he's failing the family, um, there's a point in, in, in a moment where it's like the pastors don't they struggle recovering from that. 
that's almost, you're almost at a place where you can't even recover anymore. And so um, if you can't love the, the place that you're in, um, then you have to step away from it and say, okay, God, maybe I'm not seeing what you see. Um, why am I here? What's the purpose behind it? And so I, I wrote this. This is so important. Love the church. Um, and it's so hard to lead something your wife hates. And so love, love this. Even though your husband may hate it himself, but, it, but his heart will change when he sees your heart changed. It absolutely That's will. It, um, it influence. Um, it's kind of like this. It's like, um, it's like your husband's heart is like this river that flows. And um, you're the uh, shore or the boundary or the, what would you call it? It's the, it's the shore. The bank. The bank. That's the word. Thank you so much. See, the truth there. You're the bank that keeps it going in the right direction. Um, your go- job is not to get the heart of your husband to motivated to move. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But your job is to keep it moving in the right direction. And so if your banks are broken, if you, um, you know, you, you're, you're not where you, you know, not got that really solid uh, bank and keeping things moving, then the water, what the Holy Spirit's trying to do will just really flood everywhere. And there won't be this direction and purpose. And many times there's that failure. So you, you're so important to be a part of this. The next thing I wrote was let things go quickly and move on. This you're move on. you're good at that. I know. And I am okay the next day. Yeah, but not it, in the moment. No, just let it go. If it's with the husband, if it's with your kids, if it's with somebody in the church, um, you know, let let it go. You absolutely have to let it go um, because. Um, God's never gonna. God's not gonna um, um, reject you. God's not gonna criticize you. God's not gonna do those things, and so um, let it go. If your self-esteem is built on Him, your identity is coming from Him, then you know you'll be able to let go things quicker. If you notice that you're not, it's probably because the things around you are built are, are the ones supporting your self-esteem. So for me, it's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I I don't want to stay here long. And so uh, I want to move on because I know the next conflict is right around the corner because that's church life. It is. It's not perfect all the time. So move on. Uh, the next was uh, develop a healthy love for the word. You know, and I think that's part of the, the other one. Uh, but I, I'm going to tell you, it thrills me to know that Jackie loves the word of God, um, that she um, is studying for herself. She doesn't expect me to feed her. Um, she's not expecting me to give her a word. Um, if she had a gap in her life that that I needed to preach into, um, there there's so many times I have no more sermons to give, no more counsel to give. I am done. And if I needed to go home and give that to her, now that doesn't mean I still don't go home and support her and love, but she's being fed from a well that never runs dry, from a stream that never stops flowing. I My well runs dry. My stream stops flowing. And so... Um, you know, be somebody who is developing a, a healthy love for the word, growing spiritually on your own. Um, Jackie, I mean, you you are probably the best of the best of the best of that, <laughs> of the best. Well, I just, I do love the word. Uh, you do. I, I do. mean, um, your I, Bible is used. Bible study is fun to me. It so is. That is a little weird, isn't it? I'm sure a, a lot of ladies are like, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a- sixth grade, I asked for a Bible set, a study Bible for Christmas when I was in the sixth grade. That's probably really weird. Yeah, I would say so. I, don't I would know. say so. I, I, sixth grade, I think I got a baseball glove or something. I'm basketball. Who knows? I don't know. Um, here we go. Here's so good, I score on that one. You do. You do really good. Create a positive home. Okay. Cre- cre- no, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do pretty good at that. 
You you do good. You do no, but just oh, have I this went positive. I went from pretty home. good to good. No, you do great. You're, <laughs> you're marvelous. So, you're you do you're really great. So um, uh, that positive home is so important. I could have a day, and your husbands will tell you there's some days when you, there's nothing you've gotten all day long that's positive, and to come home and to get the positive can really get you um, moving ready for the next day. So, so when you walk in the door, you do not want me to tell you all the homeschool issues that we had. No, 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 that's positive. Um, it's okay. Those are because I can help build and be a part of that. Um, I think the negatives are things that 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 are just. Um, um, Things that that are possibly negative about the church. Okay, I see. What, okay, I see what you're saying. Overall yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. You can talk about struggle, difficulties. There's no problem because it's actually positive for me to get involved in that because I can okay. see change. Does that make sense? Yes. It doesn't mean you can't be you, you can't be positive or negative, but it just means hey, it's this is about our family life. This isn't negative about the church. Okay. Negative about those things. Um, here's one that's vital. Cook his favorite food. Oh, I, I had to throw that one in because. You know, um, every pastor likes to eat. They just do. And, you know, food is huge. Food is huge. And here's the last one. This is number 11. So that's all you're going to say about cooking food? I don't know that there there is much more to say about that. I guess there isn't. I mean, you just, you know, you do. And you're a great cook. You you really are. So here's the last one that I wrote down. (laughs) Uh, Keep what's said safe. Keep what's said safe. Um, If uh, the pastor doesn't have a safe place to say whatever he wants to, and, and... if it's if he's unsure that that it will stay, or if he's unsure that it will affect your your view of that person, um, the pastor. I, I tell people all the time that when I'm in counseling, I, I tell them all the time. I said, Jackie is the only person that's safe. That that I at times that if I need to, I'll talk with them about, or her about things. If I need some advice, some direction for things. And one of the things I love about Jackie is that I can I can say something about a situation to her. And I know that she can meet that same person in the store, grocery store, and it won't have changed how she feels about that person. She just takes it, hears it, uh, gives me her opinion, but it doesn't affect how she thinks about that person. And I think that's really important because if I felt like if I said something to Jack, to you about um, somebody or a situation, and then I had to, I was afraid that next time you saw them, you were going to be like, uh-uh, I don't like you. I know all there is about, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable telling you things. So it's so important. The husband has to have some place to, to, to kind of voice their opinion or to say what needs to be said, but just keep it safe. Keep it safe. Um, and uh, that's number 11. That was number 11. Number 11. You want me to come up with some more? No. Okay. Unless you thought of something no, I while haven't you thought were talking. Of you. No, huh? Okay. So which one of these things am I best at? What are you best at? Okay. Uh, you are best at uh, praying and releasing the word over me. I have never felt um, un. Um, how do I say? It? I've never felt um, uh, alone or um, just not equipped to go into ministry. And I know that comes from you praying for me. I absolutely know that. So I would say that's number one for you. Um, our your spiritual your encouragement for my spiritual growth because you preach with me. You and I preach to each other all the time. Yes, I love that. Remember, uh, my son Mark used to be our youth pastor. He was at our church with us. He's youth pastor at another church. And uh, so he was with us for a long time. And we would spend, I would spend an hour, hour and a half with him. And I'd be preaching my message every Thursday to him. Well, I don't have that anymore. So Jackie helps me preach through my messages a lot. So I would say that, that that's huge for you. Um, and there's, you, it's really funny because I, 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 
well, I'm not right now specifically leading a connect group. Somebody else is leading it. But when I was leading a connect group, we wouldn't talk about something. And then I would talk about something in my connect group. And on Sunday, you would talk about the same thing. And it was freaky because it would. I knew the ladies in my connect group were like, she's talking about what's going on in our connect group. Right. But we a lot of times we're on the same page. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah now I, I'm we've just, seen that we a preach lot. at each other. Yeah, which helps me, though. You mean you you get this is what God's showing me and this is what God's going on. Um, you let me alone when I'm quiet. I mean, doesn't seem to bother you. Um, I know sometimes you don't think I care as much as you care, <laughs> but um, you lead with me. Um, you're right there in the front row with me. You worship at the same level as I worship. You have the same passion and enthusiasm that I have. Um, um, our kids are our priority but it's uh, ministering to our kids. It's not just raising the kids. And I think that's been a big thing for me. So you, you lead right along with me at home and then at the church. You love the church. Uh, let's see. Um, you let go of things eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true, though. Okay, uh, it's true. Okay. Um, you have an incredible love for the Word. Okay. I mean, honestly, if I were to say, okay, Jackie... Um, you don't have to ever do housework. You don't have to cook. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is wake up and do whatever you want to do. Nine times out of ten, I would find you doing a Bible study. This is so true. But hey, when, when have you ever told me I have to do do? Anything? You you get uh, what is what do we call those? Uh, the weekends you had Sanctuary Saturday. Sanctuary Saturday. Tell me a little bit about Sanctuary I, Saturday. I think I talked about that on a, on another episode about how you would let you would make get everything worked out so I could lock myself in my room. He did not lock me in my room. I locked myself in my room with my books and my Bible and my journal and snacks. And I didn't have to come out for twenty four hours. <laughs> it started Friday night. <laughs> yep. And it, and you came out sometimes Saturday. Sometimes sometime about Saturday at ten o'clock and I would sleep on the sofa. Um, and, um, you know, the, the kids, the kids didn't seem to mind it. No, they loved me not we being were, around. We were, we ordered pizza and we swam in the pool and that's what we did all night. And they just, so Sanctuary Saturday was great for you. Yeah, that was good. That was good. We need right. to do that again. Yeah. Except I, I haven't had time. I know. I since know. we've been Crazy. here. So I, you know, most of the list, I would say you're a, you're, you're an A yet. You really are. And, um, I think I have been, um, my, my best because um, of some of the, the things, the roles that you've played. Um, so I made the list not on what you don't do. I really was thinking, okay, what does Jackie do? Why do I feel like I am succeeding? What has she done to help me? Um, the Bible simply says that a man that finds a wife finds a... Good thing. Good thing. So, you know, um, I think I'm made better when you do certain things. And so that's really what the list came from. And you are a great cook. Okay, I can't deny that. No, you I rock. Am. You rock. I am. So that's so. my list. That's that good. That was really good. We'll see. Good job, buddy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, I thought of a question just a second ago about. Okay, so we've been married mm-hmm. for how long? <laughs> Almost twenty-eight years. Okay, good job. October twenty-first, nineteen eighty-nine. Okay, so when we got married, I was barely saved. And I really didn't know anything about being a pastor's wife because I honestly thought that they were old mm-hmm. and that they played the piano and sang. Right. That was really what I thought about pastor's wives. So if we could go back. Uh-oh. <laughs> to, the way back machine. I wish I could go back to that body. But anyway, that's okay. You're better that's, now. It's okay. 60 pounds later. Anyway, um, what, what, like, what would you 
what would you wish I had done differently at the beginning? The only can you thing, remember back that uh, far? Yeah, I, yeah, I can remember. Because you're back older that far. than me. I think. Um, what do I wish that you had done better? No, or differently. differently. It doesn't have to be better. I think. Um, I think a priority would have been if you would have been able to find a mentor, somebody that really would have That's just good. That's true. That would have spoken to your life. That would have seen the value of mentoring a new pastor's wife. Right. Um, I think that's huge. I think um, one of the biggest struggles is uh, mentorship. It is with and pastors. It is because I do have a survey that people filled out, and I asked them if they have a mentor, and yeah. almost everybody says no. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it is. I think it is for everybody on the planet. I, I think you're right, because I hardly knew Jesus. Yeah. I knew the word, though, which is because, again, I was a Bible study nerd, but then I th- I t- I'm sure I've talked about this on another episode that I kind of just walked away from the Lord and didn't want to have anything to do with that. But I knew the word because I went to Christian school and they hammered the King James Version of all scriptures in me. And so I had a lot of the word in me, but I wasn't applying it because I just like to learn anyway. So, But I didn't have anybody to say, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why are you acting that way? Why are you saying that? Right. And do it this way. And you way. didn't have anybody to say, this is what I'm thinking. You know, this is how I feel. Right. Um, this is, I'm overwhelmed. Um uh, I feel like I'm not good at this. And I was very depressed. I've talked about that. I did a whole episode on that. Well, I think that it really comes down to uh, uh, you having to come to some place that in your own life that just said, um, I've got to, I've got to grow on my own. Um, I think the ideal way is that God were to mentor you through someone. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if you don't have a mentor, you have the word and the word will come alive when you when you um, open your heart to it and receive from it, so um, I think for for uh, um, for me, I think that would be but it would have been huge, and for myself, but it would have been huge for oh, you. Oh my goodness, yes! To know that you had some sort of a a mentor in your life, somebody that you could have. It would have probably saved thinking. me a lot of mistakes that I made. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the biggest problems is that there just isn't enough. Um, um, there just isn't enough a value of mentorship. Um, I think people are saying, I want to be mentored. Well, what does that really mean? Well, now I'm on the other end. I'm an older pastor's wife. Yeah. And so I I feel sometimes like all, they don't really want to hear from me. They right. I don't know anything. Yeah. And I, like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of confidence in me as, yeah. even though I'm doing this podcast, but I'm doing this along with people that we're all on the same journey together, but. I'm not very confident. So I feel like I've been in places where the pastor's wives that I was with didn't necessarily feel like they had anything to give, but they did. Right. They they did. And and just having conversations, just knowing that somebody gets you because mm-hmm. you're in the same boat. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on this subject. Well, you asked a great question. What was it that it, in our earlier years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, what, could yeah. have you done? To or, be, yeah, yeah, that would have helped a lot. And I think... Um, because a mentor is going to help you to keep it simple. They really are. I think um, most people make things so complex mm-hmm. because their brain works like rabbit holes and it just goes everywhere. And a mentor helps to bring it back down to what's really the most important right. things. And I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think that's um, the key. So I think if I, it were me, I would love to have had somebody say, okay, I'm going to mentor this person because you had that person in your life i did i did i've always had that you had a great mentor yeah and i know that i have more than one but specifically pastor rick so 
without that mentorship absolutely yeah it was huge for me that was a big deal so i think the i think the mentorship would be huge um and then you know um maybe 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 i don't know um some training you know might have been where there's an opportunity because i wasn't a seminary wife some right. some of the pastors wives that are listening they were seminary wives so they may have gotten some kind of training how to pray with somebody oh my goodness Just, that would have been so helpful um, what's the etiquette some etiquettes of praying with people because i was um, very shy right and um it's really hard for me to believe now it's hard for anybody to believe that knows me i was very shy and i didn't want, oh my goodness i would rather die mm-hmm. than pray for somebody oh yeah yeah and I think that just some of that training and teaching. That would have been so you know, good. And I think but today we live in such an um, environment where you can find material without spending a lot of money. You do, yeah, you can. That will help you to say, how do I pray for somebody? Um, how do I counsel somebody with this mm-hmm. situation? The, the resources are just absolutely amazing. I think for us, we, we've been in ministry for so, year, so many years, we pretty much had to make a lot of mistakes. And boy, did mm-hmm. we. Yeah, lots Not of Not just me. No, I made so many mistakes. Okay, good. But we grew. We, we did. Grew. We yeah, did. Absolutely. Well, that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, uh, honestly, Jackie when Garner. I asked you, you didn't really have a choice. No, I because didn't. Because did I? I do hold all the cards. <laughs> and so. Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> hold on. I've got one more. <laughs> no. A number 12. <laughs> We're not going there. Not on this spot. No, uh, not on this episode. Is that for next time? That is not for next time. Uh, I've got it's a whole other list. It's for another time. It's for another We're time. We're not going there right now. <laughs> so thank you for coming along and in, in, uh, making me feel like I'm not the worst pastor's wife ever. You are not. Least. I'll do it again with and you. And thank you for encouraging these ladies because I know that a lot of them are already doing these things, yep. but it helps to hear that you are doing something right. Yes. <laughs> it helps me yeah. to hear I'm doing something right. So, But yeah, I did make a big fat boo-boo. And when I made that mistake, I did apologize for the record. I apologize. You did. It's not very easy for me to no. admit I'm wrong I know. because I'm just not wrong very often. <laughs> That's the thing she needs to admit that she's wrong about. <laughs> so I did, though. I felt really bad about it, and I apologized. It's okay. I, it was a great day. It was. It was an amazing it was a great day. day. It was. It just, yeah, it really was. And today was a great day. Our, it was. Our post-Easter service first Sunday was really really good so yes and it was awesome and God is doing amazing things so thanks for being here you're welcome thank you I don't really not in this this is awkward when it's just me it's not a big deal <laughs> <laughs> okay so I am going to end it and then I'm going to record a closing after he's gone <laughs> so thanks for stopping by you're the welcome podcast. bye Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And did you hear the knocking that was going on at the end of the very end of that? Because my daughter had no idea that we were recording. She probably thought we were just in there talking. And so she started knocking on the door and then my husband started answering her. And there's like a minute more of that going on where I keep saying, I'm recording. And they just keep ignoring me and keep talking. So anyway, I I edited out as much as I could, but there's still some of it in there. That's just how it goes because this is not professional. This is just real life. So I really do hope you enjoyed uh, my husband coming on the podcast and sharing his ideas for how to support and encourage your husband because really it is so vital that our husband remain our number one ministry focus because what he's doing out there every day 
is tough work. He's in the enemy's sights all the time. And we have such a tremendous opportunity to work with God to encourage and support him and keep him focused and keep him able to minister to all these people that God has given us. So I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I had a lot of fun recording it with him. It was awkward at the beginning, but um, we we got into a flow. Him and I uh, sometimes tag team on the stage, and, and I love that. We actually do really well live in real life, but it was weird sitting there on the bed recording that podcast. Um, and I just couldn't even look at him because I'd start laughing. But I, I did it. I did it. So I hope you enjoyed it. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes at the Pastor's Wives Podcast dot com slash 20 as in episode 20 and I am slowly rebuilding the website after it crashed Um, I do have all the content almost stored so I'm slowly loading it up it's just been really busy with the holiday and I actually have a retreat coming up this next week so I haven't really been able to focus a lot of time on it but the show notes for this one will definitely be there and I will list all of those Um, ways that he said that support and encourage him so that you can see that list also I want to remind you too to fill out the survey that is there because there are a lot of you listening and a lot of you have not filled out that survey but it really helps me it kind of gives me some ideas for direction on what is a great topic what you want to hear because what I'm dealing with it's not necessarily what you're dealing with and if I um, don't know what I'm talking about which is actually about 95% of the time I want to find somebody um, to that can address this and, and ask them to come on the podcast and share with you so that we can get some answers and that we can learn and grow together so you can find that survey at the pastorswivespodcast.com slash survey and then if you have any feedback comments questions just something you would like to share you can always email me at feedback at the pastorswivespodcast.com. I love hearing from you. I love when I see that I've gotten an email, especially now that I've got my email worked out because for a time there it wasn't forwarding and I wasn't receiving emails, but I am now. So I love, love, love hearing from you. So email me at feedback at the pastorswivespodcast.com. So that's all for this week. Know this, that I am in a season of preparing to speak two messages at a retreat this week and um, I'd love for you to be praying with me believing that God's going to give me a clear word Um, and actually it's an entire retreat there's going to be eight sessions I'm speaking two of them and I have a team that is going to be with me speaking to the women of our church Um, and this team is a rookie team they have never spoken except for me they've never spoken before so you can imagine if you are uh, somebody who's not comfortable with public speaking how they are feeling this week so I'd love for you to lift up my team and myself um, as this week goes along so I'm not sure what the podcast is going to look like next Monday um, I, I'm believing that I am going to sneak in some time to get this this next podcast recorded I'm actually going to try to do it early in this week so that I can have it out there so it may be real real short but stay tuned but please be in prayer for me and my team as we minister at this encounter weekend this next weekend which is April 29th and 30th in case you're not listening to this when it comes out live so 
I'm praying for you, pastors' wives, especially as I get comments and um, emails from you. I'm, I'm praying for you, and I'm believing with you that God is working in the situations that you've shared with me. I'm believing that he's doing great things in our church because that's who he is. He's good, and he's faithful. Oh, and one more thing. I can't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast or not. I think I did. Um, there is a private Facebook group for pastors' wives now for this podcast. Um, I had a public one, and I made it private. So it is just for pastor's wives, which means if you share your account with your husband, I think that's awesome and that's wonderful, but I'm not going to approve your request because I want to keep this to a private place for just pastor's wives. But I really love for you, if you're a pastor's wife or a ministry wife, to join me over there at the Pastor's Wives Podcast Facebook group. And you can find the link to that in the show notes at thepastorswivespodcast.com slash 20. I'll talk to you next week, y'all. Have a great, great week and allow God to do something in you so that you can pour out into others.